Welcome to Koinonia Podcast. We exist to engage the church with edifying biblical discussion that is relevant to our local church in our world today. Let's tune in in today's episode. Well, hello. It's great to be gathered here again for another episode of Koinonia Podcast. My name is Pastor Brent. I serve as the lead pastor of Steel Valley Church. Yes. Who's this guy? I don't know, but uh, I'm here. (laughs) My name is... David Suarez, I am a pastoral apprentice here at Steel Valley, and I have a coffee in my hand. One second, everybody. Wonderful. I hope it, I hope it doesn't pick up the sound of the of the slurp. What kind of coffee do you drink on a day to day basis? Um, honestly, I'm not a coffee snob overall, so I'll just find whatever is nearest to me and grab it. Okay. Uh, so whatever's at my job for free, I okay. pick that up, and it doesn't taste good, but it's there. So you know. <laughs> I don't oh. have too many preferences, except for Boston, Massachusetts. That's some of the best coffee in the world. You know, I will pray for you. Mm, mm. I never knew that the intro of this episode <laughs> would turn into a prayer request, but I will pray for you. This is the struggle I deal with. You know, th- this yeah. is part of the sanctification. <laughs> this is sanctification at its finest. <laughs> oh, the struggles of modern life. <laughs> <laughs> what have we become? That's a good question. <laughs> well, let's just dive into the conversation that we're going to have at this uh, roundtable discussion. Mm. The whole aim of this episode is a couple different things that we want to get through mm. is to not only like review, you know, the, the things in the previous episodes regarding the Lord's Day, but mm. talk about some biblical, like apparent biblical objections that people are trying to um, say, like, well, I heard somebody say this. And this speaks against the Sabbath. So what you're doing is actually not biblical. Mm. Um, and so I want to look at some apparent biblical objections. I also want to look at some cultural objections um, mm-hmm. regarding uh, the Lord's Day and and why we should why the why some Christians may say like, well, you know, it sounds good conceptually, but our day to day in our culture, it just doesn't fit today. Um, and then maybe after looking at biblical objections, apparent biblical objections, cultural objections, maybe we should just kind of like smooth things over mm-hmm. towards the end of the podcast of what we're saying and what we're not saying. Yes. So that, yeah. so that <laughs> we're like things aren't taken out of context and, and all of a sudden, uh, people are quitting their jobs <laughs> um, on Sunday and, uh, you know, basically saying, I have to do this, um, and but I just I, I think we need to reiterate an objective towards the end of yes. the time. So um, yeah, let's get into some biblical objections mm-hmm. regarding the Lord's Day. Yeah, <laughs> all there is is three verses. Uh, there's three verses that are common to be taken out of context, and so um, let's just go through those in case anybody within our congregation or anybody listening mm. may have this preconception that. Um, that these verses actually say something else that is not what it was intended to say. Yeah. So um, th- the three verses are Romans 14, verse 5. Yep. One verse. Uh, the next verse is Galatians 4, verse 10, and arguably 11 as well. Sure. And then the last one, probably the best one, that there is, yeah. is Colossians chapter 2, 
verse 16, and arguably into 17. Mm. So let's first talk about Romans 14. So um, Romans 14, verse 5 says, One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. And so that is... So basically, according to that, um, you know, all days are alike. Mm. So if I want to, if I want to come to this table right now on this podcast and say, "Well, David, you got it wrong," yeah, because Paul, in his own words, said that all days are alike, and you're trying to say that something is insufficient with progressive revelation. That um, you're telling me to do something. This is this is pharisaical, David. <laughs> all right. So I don't know what else I need to say to make you cry. But yeah, I know. <laughs> oh man, I'm we're not easily shaken. We'll just say that. I'm gonna give up now. I guess that goes the entire discussion. All right, thank you for attending this episode of Coinonia Podcast. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Oh, I didn't consider this possibility. I got they got me uh, locked on this one. I gotta say, I got my little napkins half in the sweat off. Yeah, so, let's. So yeah, if we turn to Romans 14, and we take a look at the cherry-picked verse. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the things around it. Um, this is something that I call local context That's right. in our study groups, and that helps to understand what a passage is, is trying to communicate. So what exactly is verse 5 trying to communicate in light of its context? Yeah. So what is it saying? Yeah, so verse 5, when it says, you know, one esteems one day is better than another, and another esteems all days alike, what they're really talking about is days in which they choose to partake or abstain from partaking of food, a type of discussion on fasting Mm. uh, of a meal. And this makes sense in that, uh, in the context Mm -hmm. for those verses right before, it's talking about those who were not willing to participate and partake of meat Mm -hmm. that was used in those, you know, like pagan temples, right? While those who were strong in the faith those who were fully convinced, saying, you know what, again, fully convinced in their own mind, to kind of continue the language that Paul is using. Yep. Uh, th- they recognize the Lord has me and has kept me, the Holy Spirit lives within me, I do not fear the meat that they would have offered up to these idols because it's not going to affect me in the slightest. Mm-hmm. While those who are quote-unquote weak in the faith are those who are not as fully convinced that it's all right for them to partake of this these meat products, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so Paul is speaking about the importance of, number one, humility, trying to help people understand, you know what, if you see that this person, their faith and mm-hmm. the newness of it are kind of yep. shaken by seeing you eat that meat from this temple, yep. consider being humble enough to, you know, do not pass judgment on them, but be willing to just say, all right, we'll just eat vegetables. Don't force them to a, a certain level of spiritual maturity that exactly. they're, they're not there yet. Exactly. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And, and be willing to say, you know what? I'll eat this meal of vegetables with you. Mm-hmm. If this meat from this temple makes you yeah. say, oh, that's that's messed up. That was yeah. going to these idols. And likewise, for the person who's new in the faith, you know, making sure to explain to them, and don't cast judgment on those who are eating meat, who are strong in the faith, mm-hmm. uh, recognize they have a reason for that confidence that they hold to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really talking about like humility and being able to understand the different positions that yeah. people are in. That's in interesting. Yeah, so the reference in 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 days mm. of, of the passage um, is contextually speaking about how a stronger brother mm. can love a weaker brother. That's exactly right. Um, especially 
um, in the context of days consisting of food. Yes. Um, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. So it seems like the stronger brother should be okay with eating vegetables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they should be okay with that. It, if that's what the conscience of his brother uh, is only able to eat vegetables without being pressured into eating meat. Yeah. Like this, I mean, it just makes so much sense. Yeah. I'm sorry for wielding Romans 14 against no, you that are, that, to, that, to try to prove you wrong, David. <laughs> that struck um, me so hard. But yeah. I have more. Oh. So I'm going to, yeah, I have I have two more. That's buddy. incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me try this one. Let's see what you do on this. Oh, this is going to break Galatians, me. Galatians 4. Uh, Galatians 4.10. Um, you know, you're, you're causing me to be a Pharisee here, David. Absolutely. Oh, because no. Galatians 4.10 says, You observe days and months and seasons and years. <gasps> I'm afraid I may have labored over you in vain. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. It just said yeah, days take, in there. Yeah, take that. Yeah. Take that, David. I... Ooh, you know what? Since it did mention the word days, I guess mm. that does kind of get rid of uh, the Sabbath, yeah. right? Yeah. Even though there's no mention of the word Sabbath, and also people see the days but ignore months, seasons, and years are during the context. But oh, wait a second! What's I never going saw on? that. Yeah, wait a second. What's so? Happening? What is it saying? Then? Yeah. What, what are we talking about? Well, so the issue is in Galatians, <laughs> which is a great letter when you see Paul. Uh, oh man, it is properly pretty... angry. Whew. You know, for good reason. He's mm-hmm. he's got a good anger kind of reminds uh, me of martin luther against the (laughs) catholic church (laughs) i got 95 problems here (laughs) yeah i I definitely get that same exact image there um i mean number one like the context right before it again explains it which is amazing thank you god for such wonderful scripture but it straight up says you know you who formerly were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods Mm -hmm. um you know how can you turn back into these weak and worthless elementary principles of the world and then it says uh, you observe days, months, seasons, and years. It's saying for these people, these people who are celebrating, whether it be um, these Jewish practices, oh yeah, or yeah. even pagan practices, like a mosaic calendar, exa- mosaic calendar, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you have to celebrate. You know, this month is the way that you celebrate, and you have to celebrate it mm-hmm. in order for you to be justified and to stay justified. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, this year of Jubilee, right? You have to observe it to stay justified. Mm-hmm. Like they kept on trying to think, oh, I have to maintain these practices of days, uh, mosaic days, mosaic months, seasons, and years to stay justified, and that's just not correct. So it's works of righteousness. It's works of righteousness. Yeah. The context is really clear. The whole letter of Galatians, you know, mm-hmm. you can see why Paul is so angry. Mm-hmm. It's because they're trying to not just obtain, but sustain their righteousness by these quote-unquote works, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just not, that's not it. Well, you're furthering my point, David, Mm. against the Sabbath, because what you're saying is that we need to, you know, set aside Sunday as the Mm. Lord's day uh, for what? Ah, that's a good... So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So isn't isn't what you're, you're basically proposing that very thing, Mm. or is it not? Yeah, Maybe I mean, I'm hearing something that you're not saying. <laughs> that I'm not saying, yeah, that might be an SDA thing there. Uh, but uh, so what's actually happening here is I'm explaining, as the scripture is showing, mm-hmm. the significance of the Sabbath as being a day which we continuously use to uh, bring about a remembrance to Christ, mm-hmm. in that that is, you know, the, the new day of the week is the day that he rose. The apostles mm-hmm. upheld this as the first day of the week. It's clearly laid out even in Hebrews mm-hmm. and throughout the New Testament. 
it is an important means by which we can, as a body of believers, come together to further our communal process of sanctification. Mm This is a recommendation from the and a clear teaching from the scripture mm-hmm. about what we should do mm-hmm. for the sake of continuing on in sanctification as a body. Now, of course, people will hear us say should mm-hmm. and assume we're saying must. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, right. And that's the issue. It's okay, like, maybe that's why. I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that happens to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you hear the should and you automatically assume, oh, so you need to in order to mm-hmm. stay justified. Yep. Yeah. Not at all. Like yeah. justification so, is once for all. So it's almost like a Galatian problem, mm-hmm. you know, in our world today. Like if somebody says, Well, I have perfect church attendance, <laughs> I'm a member of the church, mm. and I serve in the children's ministry, mm. I serve on the worship team, mm-hmm. I serve in all these areas, and I I also uh, help clean the church, you know, mm. throughout the week. Um, and so, you know, in essence that Galatian problem if that spirit is to gain favor of God, um, we're missing something, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. So, so that's the Galatian issue. Yeah. Is that they were observing these days and everything that were meant to, um, you know, point to something, but the fulfillment is Christ. Exactly. Yeah. That reminds me of this last weapon I'm going to pull out. I got one more. I mean, the other two didn't even really mention the Sabbath, so I, you know, I'd be surprised to see what actually oh, is left. Oh, this one does. Huh? This one mentions the Sabbath. I left my silver bullet for last. Well, you this see, is, now my, my teeth are chattering. I'm biting my nails. This I... will take you down. <laughs> oh, All no. Right. So Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. Here it is. This is my silver bullet for mm. the argument. Therefore... Let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink, or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. Uh These are a shadow of things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Wow. So. Look at that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let that that sink in, wise guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no! It says Sabbath right there. Yeah. Well, this is a conundrum, isn't it? I mean, thank God it's not, but... Well, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so, this one's actually incredible. We, again, and that's why they mention these feast days and all of that, um, but with the substance being fulfilled in Christ, like, these are the mosaic institutions mm-hmm. that is, that are being discussed. Yeah. With Christ being the fulfillment to, of all these things. He, it's the... He is the one to whom all these things were pointing, and in him all these things are totally and completely fulfilled. Mm. And so this applies um, that we are not bound to those institutions Mm -hmm. for some sort of act of justification before God. We're not bound by them Mm -hmm. because Jesus came and fulfilled the law. So again, on the matter of justification, salvation, Mm -hmm. what makes us part of the body of Christ, this is a completely different discussion. Mm. Christ fulfilled that act completely. Okay. So, in this, uh, it's two different conversations happening, right? This is just about us not being bound by those ceremonial laws, uh, the, all those ceremonial practices, oh, yeah. mosaic institutions, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But us not being bound by those for the sake of salvation does not all of a sudden get rid of the ordinance that was mm-hmm. set in the creation mm-hmm. in Genesis, as mm-hmm. we see clearly that doesn't get rid of that ordinance as being important and valuable for us. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's really the 
distinction here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the substance of uh, Sabbath is filled in Christ. Mm-hmm. Literally, we rest in Him mm-hmm. for our salvation, mm-hmm. and it is not by works. So, you know, this little perfect fulfillment. Yeah. But we're not going to say that the Sabbath day as, as a day that we choose to come together yeah. uh, at the beginning of the week yeah. is now just gone yeah. because uh, it's no longer the thing which, you know, we might consider to be mm-hmm. some part of justification. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm being free in Christ, like exactly. in, in Jesus Christ, you know, we can get rid of, you know, he's released us from our shackles of, <laughs> of uh, all these laws and rituals and things like that. Um, but kind of like how, we mentioned in the, in the podcast, you know, the, the Ten Commandments mm. um, had different elements. They had ceremonial obligations, moral obligations, mm. and and Christ filled all the ceremonial, mm. you know, obligations. And but the moral uh, is the thing that carries. Yeah, I mean, the the Ten Commandments are not arbitrary, right? Like it's really no. important. Each commandment from the moral law is a clear reflection of God's nature. Yeah. And so to ignore that is mm-hmm. to, again, misplace and misconstrue the nature of God. Mm-hmm. And so just as we can say, well, of course it's wrong to murder because God is life. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, that act which is murder is death. Yeah. And likewise here, God is our peace and our rest. Mm-hmm. And so to ignore that and attempt to put works in place of Him mm-hmm is to misplace and misunderstand who God is. Yeah. And so th- this verse cannot possibly okay, be, be used. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll concede here. We'll have to get rid of communion and baptism as helpful means of understanding, you know, yeah. publicly the body yeah. of Christ. Yeah. Well, I can understand that. All right. So I, I am sorry for trying to wield the Bible uh, against you as my own weapon <laughs> taken out of context to to say what what you're doing is wrong. Um, you know what? It happens. It happens <laughs> a lot, actually. <laughs> so it it's happens all, a yeah. lot. Um, I'm sure you as a pastor have uh, experienced that tons of times. Yeah. yeah. Once in a while. Yeah. Once in a while? Yeah. Yeah. And that's tough. So yeah, those are some pretty good common three verses of biblical objections to um, kind of push against this idea of a Christian Sabbath mm. um, that's common in our day-to-day. Um, but I would like to consider cultural objections in people's lives. What are some common ones? And I'll, I'll try to think of some as well. I'll let you start. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times what people will say in the culture is they'll say oh you're lazy Mm. think about how much you can get done on sunday and you're choosing to rest Mm -hmm. to be with your family the church body of christ and to rest together rest in him Mm -hmm. (laughs) you could get so many projects done yeah so much homework done you get extra work done you can go in um even some some employment will pay like uh double time you know for especially if you're like a union worker Mm. um yeah, a lot of union workers will will get paid double time on Sundays. Wow. So that's pretty incentivizing yeah. uh, for somebody. Definitely an objection of laziness. That's a good one. Mm. Yeah. There's a ton. I guess you could also just say from a cultural perspective, like a, one that's outside of the church, people will say, oh, well, that just sounds like 
either a waste of time or it sounds like it's legalistic. Oh, yeah. The culture will say that, too. They'll say, oh, you have to do this. I'm free to go out and watch any football games I want or do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why not? And so that's one of the issues with modern culture. I think it just tries to look for any reason to fill your time with, quote unquote, efficiency. Mm-hmm. The culture's belief of what efficiency is, you know, uh, wasting three hours watching a game like mm-hmm. this or that instead of just like resting in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I think of, you know, I, I love competitive sports. Like, I, I don't really connect, and like, in our day-to-day of, like, you know, the the cultural thing of saying, well, it's the, the Super Bowl. It's one day, yeah. one night of all the year, of all the 52 Sundays, hmm. and you're saying that you can't come to this Super Bowl party because you're going to be going to church. And so that would be a cultural objection. Sure. And my my perspective would be like, they're overpaid anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. And, and, that is so true. And they're just they're just after their publicity stunts. I mean, it's it, that's that is what it is. And Grant, yes, I don't want to say like you know they don't do some good things for charities and and they give a lot of money and things like that. But it is what it is. Yeah. They they get paid a lot of money, ridiculous a lot of money to catch a ball. Yeah. Um, and, you know, school teachers are like the most underpaid <laughs> and undervalued in society. And those people are raising up children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't believe how flip-flop. They should be getting paid NFL salaries. Yeah, right. Um, and NFL should be getting paid teacher salaries, in my opinion. Priorities of a modern culture. Yeah. Maybe this is my soapbox, um, <laughs> but yeah, cultural objections. I think a lot has to do with laziness, recreation, um, mm. golfing. Uh, Sunday golf outings are a thing in our in our culture. Mm. Um, do you golf? No, no, no. Okay, I, I've gone to a driving putt putt doesn't count. Oh, never mind. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love putt putt. That stuff's yeah. the, that stuff's yeah. where golf really, you know, that's that's the that skill separates the men from the boys. That's right, and I'm always winning. Yep. Uh, well, me me being a golfer, um, you know, a lot of my my networks of of golfers they'll you know golf on Sunday, and mm. I can't do a lot of that because I I just can't prioritize that on a Sunday. Yeah. Any other day. Saturday or a Friday, absolutely. Like, yeah, that would be a great day to do it. But Sunday is just an absolute no. It, yeah. just, it just can't happen. Now, of course, the issue is people will hear what we're saying right now about cultural objections, and they'll say, oh, so if I, if I do this on Sunday, you're saying that I'm not really a Christian. Or, oh, if I do this on Sunday, uh, you're saying that I am out of the body of Christ or something. You know, because people hold these random temporary modern things very closely. We definitely need to talk about things that we're not saying. Yeah. Yeah. Things that we're saying. We, we sure do need to finish the episode with, with clarification. Yeah. So, um, how will we say that to the people who are, are taking this and like, kind of like really annoyed (laughs) at the conversation being like, you guys are nuts. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm sure people are thinking that. I mean, people think that about, me regardless yeah. of an episode podcast or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's again it's important to understand the difference between like should and must 
Yeah. Right? Like, should is both, like, a natural outcome of something. You know, you plug... You put a plug into an outlet, and it should have electricity flowing through if it's functioning. It's just a natural outflow of the state of something. Mm -hmm. So as Christians, I think the Bible clearly shows that we should naturally, as a fruit of the Holy Spirit within us, Mm -hmm. we should desire to be with fellow believers, to set apart this time so that we can finally take a break from the difficulty of the week, from a works-based culture, even even the secular world is all works based. It mm-hmm. is. There's no denying it. It's mm-hmm. it, it's its own religious system, and finding rest, just taking at least this one day a week to rest mm-hmm. in in Christ, to truly mm-hmm. rest in God. Yeah. And so again, this is a should that is natural, but also a should for your tr- true personal enjoyment mm-hmm. in resting in in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like you, you should desire because it's a gift. You have a gift. Mm-hmm. You actually have a gift of rest. Yeah, and we don't get that in this modern world. Mm-hmm. Rarely in human history do we ever have any chance to truly rest. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's important for people to rem- remember mm-hmm. this is a gift. Take yeah. advantage of a beautiful gift. Yeah. Um. So should not must. Yeah. Or, or separating like you know people should be shamed like we're the elite Christians. Yeah. <laughs> And, and they don't stack up against us. Like, if anybody were ever to perceive that through anything that I'm saying or you're saying today yeah. um, is a huge failure on our part. Because exactly. we are nobody. Yes. Um, have you ever seen the, the, little, um, the little meme that shows, like, a Bible that's all written on and highlighted? It yeah. says, like, you know, a Bible falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. Uh-huh. And wow. I've never heard that phrase before. Okay, so there's a meme that exists out there. It's really good. Mm. Um, but I also think that there's an, uh, a sphere of this in the church, that mm. when you find Christians who are gathered together um, on Sunday, that it is going to be unlikely to find Christians who are falling apart in their sanctification, mm. but very encouraged in their walks. Yeah growing together, bearing with one another, mm-hmm. forgiving one another. If one has an of- offense against the other, you know, forgiving as they've been forgiven in Christ, mm. um, as Colossians 3 says. Amen. So it's, I think that there's a lot to this in, in depths, and I would, I would definitely commend the skeptic, mm. or maybe the cynic even, listening to the episode. Give half the year towards consistent Lord's Day observance mm. and evaluate your spiritual health. Yeah. My hope in all of this is to give people encouragement, give them that push of saying, you know, if God knew what he was doing, this is going to benefit you. Yes. To say no on on Sunday to the wrong things and saying yes to the right things. Amen. And so... In all that, we do have an objective. What's the objective today? I mean, the objective is we're gathering together to glorify God, not to glorify the random projects we have for ourselves, Mm -hmm. not to glorify the random things that the world says we ought to glorify and give our time to, Mm -hmm. but this one specific day a week, we are choosing to accept what the Lord has said and glorify Him. Mm -hmm. Amen. That was a good conversation. We'll see you on the next episode. That's right. This podcast is a ministry of Steel Valley Church. For more information on how to participate, 
Visit our website at steelvalleychurch.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.